What the hell's the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant? I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get me in mid-chew. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another fascinating edition of Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW and Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. I am Barry Horn, and I am appalled. Why don't you let people decide if it's fascinating or not? No, no, no. I, I'm you, Listen, this is subliminal advertising, okay? You ever heard of that? Saying it's fat, that, that is not subliminal. Uh, it is. It is. People, people pick that up. They go, wow, that was really fascinating. Evan, Evan Grant in Toronto, come in. Can you hear us? Yes, I believe actually I can hear you at this point in time. Hello, hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Why is it so difficult? This, it's just Canada. It's not like you're. This, you this, know, re- in- this reminds me of, of back in World War II when I when I did the broadcast with Edward R. Murrow, and and he was he was in a bunker in London, and and we had the same kind of conversation. This is by the way, so everybody knows. This is at least take four, maybe take five. No, I'm is, trying to get this done. Yeah, this is our first podcast with an overseas guest hey, hey you know i overseas am, canada overseas, it's not overseas. Yeah. i think it was over the over the great lakes uh you know i am i'm going to, to rio this summer are y'all gonna are we gonna do the podcast when i'm in rio nobody cares about the summer olympics kevin what I, well, well here's the thing i can talk about other things you know while i'm gone to rio i can talk about rangers i can talk about cowboys i don't have to just talk about the olympics That'll be Evan's call. That'll be strictly oh, okay, Evan's call because right. this is Evan's podcast. Oh, this is we Evan's just work podcast. here. Yeah, that's we're just we're just hangers so on. So Evan, Evan, the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. So are you in Toronto for a hockey game, hockey series? No, but you know what? The uh, Toronto Raptors won a playoff series for the first time since 2001 last night, and it was. Um, and they're going crazy there. It was bedlam. Bedlam. Which has been ripped off from Oklahoma Oklahoma? State in Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evan, uh, you know, I was going to ask you what the weather was like because no matter what the weather is like, is it going to be raining in the Rogers Center? Barry, can you translate for him? Evan, (laughs) Kevin wants to know what the weather's like and will it be raining in the Rogers Center when the Rangers take on the Blue Jays? Like it was Uh, last, last fall. It will uh, it will not be raining in the Rogers Center because they have this roof that they are able to yeah, operate. You on. are sl- so slow on the uptake. Will it be raining beer in the Rogers Center, Evan? Uh, <laughs> oh, you heard him. You're just choosing to ignore him. Wow. I just can't believe Evan was so slow. He wrote about it in a very fine story in, uh, in yesterday's Dallas Morning News talking about what happened in that, which was surely one of the most surreal playoff series I've ever been involved in, in any sport. Kevin, uh, when that one of the most surreal playoff innings. I mean, I, I, it's the strangest inning I've ever seen. Sitting in the press box, Kevin, is not being involved in a playoff series. You were there observing it. I'm as involved, and I'm writing about it. That's being involved. Uh, That's it's recording it for don't, history. Don't put yourself. Don't put yourself. In, in, in the, the people story. who are there, the people who are there throwing beer are involved in it. The people who are there running the scoreboard are involved in it. So I'm involved in it uh, because I'm there working. I wasn't there on my own dime. Little, little did I know, Kevin feels so self-important. I guess I should have known. Involved? I didn't say I was playing. You I were said, said you were involved. involved in it. You weren't involved in it. Okay, Evan. Wow. Yes. That that was a uh, really nice story on uh, on Elvis. It's and, not what he told me, but go ahead. What are you trying to say? Oh, I, 
I'm trying to say what you said I said, to me earlier. I said maybe, maybe that first quote, which was a great quote, should have been a little higher in the story. But that, that's the old editor in me. But it was, ter- it was terrific. Elvis took you through that inning, which was a nightmarish inning. Do you think when he gets on the field today uh, or, or any time in the series that he'll have flashbacks? I don't know how you couldn't, you know, have some kind of mental flashback of of just seeing something from that inning, whether it's the first ground ball or or the ball that he dropped at second base, I, I, or, or the or the ball that he dropped at third base. I, I just I don't know how you can be in that situation for the first time and not have it pop in your head at some point. I I guess this is the separator between world class athletes and and common schlubs like like us, but I, I do think that at some point in time he'll have some degree of a of a vision of, of what either what the crowd was like or, or, or something from that seventh inning. And But the, the big thing, I think, is I don't think it's going to impact him. And, uh, yeah, we all, have, we all have memories. I just don't think that it's going to impact him. I, I do think that this is a guy who – He's gotten off to a better start than, than he's ever had before. He's he seems to be a little bit more uh, a little bit more driven, and um, I think that uh, I think if anything, being back here is just going to motivate him to to play a little bit better. You, think- you know, he's the one guy on this team that I I, I would never I, I would think it's going to bother him at all. I mean that that's kind of been the mark of of, of Elvis all along. He's been a very frustrating uh, athlete to watch it many many times because he is. Uh, a really good defensive shortstop, or at least he should be, and yet he's made lots of, of errors. He made he made more of them in one inning, uh, in, in that which were just mind blowing uh, in that inning than he has otherwise. Silly errors, silly errors, right? Yeah, those those are the ones he makes. He makes silly errors, uh, and, and so I don't I don't foresee this being a problem for him. You know, really. I, now, now he may surprise me and, and come up there and really and do the same thing all over again. But I just don't. No, see that I don't think there. he will do the same thing all over again. But I do think that. I, I do think he took that that very seriously. I mean, the, the whole for me, the whole impetus of the story um, was sit, standing there at his locker last year, watching him come to his locker, and and, and just seeing um, how red his eyes were. And if there was anything that was a that was kind of a visual for me that, that stuck with me since that playoff series, it was. You know, knowing that Elvis had been in a back room somewhere, basically crying his eyes out over over this loss, and we've all seen the picture of him sitting in the dugout alone after the game. Uh, those of us who were there saw, you know, a guy who had clearly been—I um, don't want to say distraught, but had been emotionally moved by by his performance in that in that inning. And I, I think his comments about what he felt in, in the story were. Were really heartfelt, and and I do think that that it, it, it meant something to him. Uh, wasn't just something that he was like, oh, okay, you know, it's just a bad game. I, I do think it meant something to him, and I do think it served as as some degree of a uh, of a motivating factor to come back and be a little bit more serious. Now he is a guy who's going to have fun on the field, and he will have a he will have a good time. But I do think that maybe. Maybe he's got a better idea right now of um, uh, when it's time to play and when it's time to be serious. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, it's incumbent upon us to note that even though those errors were terrible errors by by Elvis Andrus and, and certainly the most egregious maybe of that inning, he wasn't the only one. You know, we had Mitch Moreland 
bouncing a throw. Mitch, who really does turn that double play very well when he, when he you know, he's the lead man in that, usually right. throws very well. Bounce the ball to him. I know some. I read some people who felt like that Elvis should have dug that out. I, you know, I'm not about to blame that on him for not digging out that throw. No, and I, I in talking with Tony Beasley too, he was not. Uh, you know, he was not about to put any blame on Elvis for the for the ball at second base. The that one third. At, well, the that third was, was a clear drop. The ball up the middle. You know, was was absolutely. You know, just a, a for lack of a better term, a careless mistake. But Moreland didn't grip the ball well um, on that ground ball, and I, I you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, this is one of those situations maybe where the turf comes into play. The ball hit off the turf, and and you know, it kind of hit him in the gut there, and and he was trying to dig the ball out of the glove, got a bad grip on it, and kind of threw into the runner a little bit, and you know, maybe Elvis was screened there. Um, Odor uh, kind of. Well he, he, well, he just backpedaled then, on the play instead of turning and running. Right on the um, on the game tying blooper, and here's the thing, guys. I mean, Cole Hamill's got four consecutive ground balls, you know, and then the and, and then they had the pop fly against Dyson, and and so they had five outs before really they they got the second out, and um, it was just it, it was it was an all around meltdown from. From the infielders, uh, it was a meltdown. You know, for Sam Dyson, who made his worst pitch as a Ranger after after two incredibly good months as, as a reliever, uh, just was a it was a bad inning all the way around. And you know, you also have to give the, the Blue Jays some credit for uh, walking through that door. You know, they 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 capitalized on it. Well, that's that's the kind of team you can't give that many outs to, and, that, and that's the problem. You know that that was it's a tremendous offense. The Rangers pitching did a fabulous job of holding those guys down for the most part in Toronto, not here, not when they played in Texas, but in Toronto they were doing a great job. And that's the problem. You just cannot give a team that hits like that four and five and you six outs. You can't give any team. You well, there are teams no, you can get away with, but you you can't get I away with any major league team. You can potentially walk through that inning with and 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 get and get by, but you certainly can't do it in a playoff environment against a playoff caliber team because those are the teams that are going to capitalize on that stuff. And and we're also you know let's face facts. I mean, the guys that we're talking about were you know you were you were dealing once you once you bobbled at the bottom of the of the order. Now all of a sudden, the guys that you're having to get out were Donaldson. Uh, Bautista, Encarnacion, uh, Tulowitzki, you know, it, 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 <laughs> you really put yourself in, in, in the worst possible spot. Yeah, that's right. And, and so, uh, and, and Evan, I, I, I don't know if we want to jump off the Toronto part of this already. Do we want to talk about what happened yesterday? I want to bring this up just because of this right now. Uh, uh, bring it up. All right, so, Evan, did you, because you were traveling, did you get to watch yesterday's game? I was, um, I, I watched most of it, I had to run out of the house to grab something right around the same time that uh, the the Angels tied the score. So I didn't see them take the first. All right, what, what what kind of sandwich? What did you have to grab, Evan? Oh my god! Actually, G- I, I promised Gina that I would take her and we would go on a walk for our health benefits. Uh, and it was the it was the last possible minute. And the place is right next door, right? He's for the laughing. health benefit. Got you. Yeah. Evan, I can. I think that's very commendable. Oh, that's great. Listen. 
All right, so so what we have here in this game yesterday, it, Kevin, it, could you be any more disingenuous? Oh come on! Uh, look, uh, you know I I knew of the the the, the storyline was going to be today is that first of all Cole Hamels did not look very good yesterday. He had really had a lot of trouble commanding his fastball yesterday, which has been an issue for him off and on, much as like it is for you Darvish, which is interesting to me that the top two guys in the rotation uh, struggle with that at times. Uh, well, I you know it's I don't think it's a for Darvish, it's it's been more of a you know it, it's it's been more of an issue throughout his career, and that he didn't really want to to go to the fastball. I, I think Cole, uh, the last couple times out, has has had trouble commanding the fastball, and then found other pitches to get him back in the game. Right, um, like Darvish does. Yeah, I, but I don't know that you know. There's a lot of times with Darvish where he doesn't return to to that fastball, and I, I think Cole usually tries to once he. The way Cole describes it is, you know, if he doesn't have control of the fastball early, um, he'll go to something, and the changeup is a real good checkpoint the way he describes it for him. It allows him to slow his arm down a little bit and allows him to kind of get back into uh, the right rhythm for throwing that fastball. So, um, Okay, I, 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 yeah, and sure. Yet, and, and maybe there's a put on him now on that, on that front that – uh, team saw him do that again in, in the previous start against Houston, and, and maybe the Angels were aware that hey, if he doesn't have the fastball, he may go to the changeup. But now Kevin's going to get to his point. I'm getting to my point. But my my point is is that no, he did not pitch particularly well. But he could have gotten out of trouble there uh, it, when the you know, he's up four to one. Here you're thinking. I think going into this game, they've won the first two games of the series. If they lose this game, no big deal. But when you're up four to one uh, with Cole Hamels on the mound in the fourth, fifth inning, whatever it was, you should win this game, and then you're going to sweep the series. And what happens? There's a pop fly goes to uh, right center field, uh, and and so I, I'm there with uh, actually I'm in there with uh, with my sons and and a, and a girl one the one and the your boys, girlfriend one of the boys' girlfriend oh my god and we're watching the game and we're in really good seats so I'm watching and I'm watching Delano come in from center field to Delano DeShields to come in and, and pick up this ball he gets a little bit of a late break but the worst part about it to me was he's still got plenty of time to get there he's just jogging to the to the ball he sees that Odor is out. As infielders are, are wont to do, they run out there, you know, three-quarters of the way into the outfield chasing a, a fly ball. But it's your job as an outfielder and certainly your job as a center fielder to say, my ball, I got it. I'm taking this play here. So Odor goes out. It's a, it's a dip, very difficult over-the-head kind of catch. He can't come up with it. The guy's on base. So so that leads to three runs right there. Those, those three runs. If he makes that play, that would have been the second out of the inning. Then the next out was the next was a ground ball to third. That would have been the third out of the inning. Nothing. Cole gets out of the inning. Maybe he comes back and it gets the right stuff. So that was three runs. And then he 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 was a ground ball to center field, a single. Uh, the, uh, Shane Robinson's on first base, a very fast runner, a very heads up play by Robinson, which pretty much any time a ball goes to center field now. Every base runner is a heads-up play because he wheeled around second and went to third, and Delino very casually had come in to pick up that single up the center instead of charging the ball, and the guy goes to third on him, and then he scores uh, after that. Can I, I know where you're going here, but I want to let Evan and, and the listeners on a little secret. You're not talk, I don't think you're talking here as Kevin Sherrington, Texas Sports Writer of the Year, award-winning columnist. <laughs> I think you're talking here as the father of a pitcher. Father of a pitcher. I have a little bit. There's a little bit of that in me here. You know, the, the problem is that, that I oh, have he's, a... He's talking, Barry, he's talking as Kevin Sherrington, amateur baseball coach. But well, no, he's no, talking... No, he's I he's haven't a, been an amateur baseball coach He's the father coach of a pitcher, yeah. 
And I've listened to him talk about uh, fielding miscues well, so, over the years. Not not anything on perhaps that might have cost his son. No, 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 no. It, it's listen. It's it's just frustrating to me when the line of the shields. Uh, it, look, here's the deal. It's one thing if you're Robinson Cano and you have this unbelievable ability, this Hall of Fame ability, and so therefore you can act very casual on the field and still get by with what you need to do. Delano DeShields has, has a minus arm in center field, and what he has to make up for is with his speed. He, so he certainly has that. And so I would hope that, that at some point in that game afterwards, he, he was accountable for four runs in that game. If he makes the plays he's supposed to make, they don't score four runs. You know, as as we may have realized, they lost nine to six. That means that the Rangers win that game. If Delano the Shields charges that ball, and if he is aggressive and makes the catch on that pop fly, oh, what do you mean? You you don't believe that? You don't believe that's the case? We don't know what would have happened. We know that he wouldn't yeah, have scored three you runs. You can't you can't assume outcomes at that point. Thank but you, I, I, I Evan. Get your point. Um, and, and listen, Delano has not gotten off to a great start. He's been picked um, off base three times this year. Correct. Well, I, I I wasn't keeping that book in, at home, but I, I guess you are. Yeah, he is. He's been picked on the anti. No, clearly on the anti Delano DeShields bandwagon. I, I, you know what? I like Delano. She's he's a good kid, and uh, but here's the thing: you you cannot play this way and keep your spot on the roster. I think what's going to happen here. Well, let me tell you, I'm so, leading to something me, to hear. Ahead, what's going to happen yeah, here? Hurry up! I know where you're going. Because you're you're always telling me what I really mean. You know, well, I would you tell should, you what I'm, I mean. I'm, I'm telling you what you should what I mean. mean. I'm telling what you mean. Save you, you from the embarrassment of no, saying what you mean. Listen, what you say. listen. Uh, I I don't at this point. Delano DeShields is playing himself all out of the starting uh, lineup because what's going to happen here is that that Shinsu Chu is going to come back and they're going to play Johnny Desmond and then they're going uh, Johnny Desmond, Desmond. Ian Desmond, Ian Desmond, Desmond. Desmond. Thank you, Ian Johnny Desmond. 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 And they're going to move Ian Desmond to center field and then Nomar Mazara is going to play left field and Delano DeShields will have no one to blame for this but himself. So you're looking out for Delano DeShields. Well, yeah, you know, part of the deal is that you have to be honest with these guys. I'm, I'm really hoping that Jeff Bannister is in the dugout, in the clubhouse somewhere, saying to him, I want to see you charge every single ball when there's a guy on base. If there's a ground ball to you, if it's a, if it's a single up the middle, and there's a guy on first base, I want you charging the ball. Because when a guy goes from first to third on you, right in front of you on a ground ball like that, that's embarrassing. That's an embarrassing play for Delano DeShields. So... That's my point. Well, I, I mean, I do think that when Chu gets back, if everybody's healthy and everybody's contributing, you do run into the issue of, yeah, you know, what do you do um, in center field? Here's, here's the bigger question for me is, um, do you view Delano DeShields as a backup outfielder? And if you do, then if that's his role going forward long term, then, hey, that's fine. He's your fourth outfielder and, and a pinch runner, pinch runner. Off, off the bench. But if you view him as an everyday type player, then don't you have to send him down to Round Rock and let him play every day to kind of get himself back in, in, in a place where he can contribute? And if you do that, now what do you do for a backup center fielder? Because you have nobody else on the roster at that point who can play center field. Is it, so, isn't Josh Hamilton coming back? Josh Hamilton was pulled off his rehab oh, after one game. Oh, okay. Thank so, you. you know, that. and I, I think that I think at this point in time, um, and I think we've said this really since February, it, it, it would be inappropriate to expect or count on anything from Josh at, at any particular moment. If he came back and he was healthy, 
Yeah, could you run him out there in center field as your backup center fielder occasionally? You could, but what are your thoughts that he's going to stay healthy long term? Uh, you know, at this point, I, I really wouldn't. You know, I, I like Josh and I want him to be healthy. But as when you're managing this team, I'd run him out there. You know, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. I mean, he, he's hurt. You, you can't think about oh, we got to. I, I think that if he comes, I, listen. I think if he comes back, that's your answer. Is he becomes your backup center fielder and, and a part time corner outfielder, right? And if the Shields hasn't picked it up yet, the Shields goes out. But I'm also saying that I'm not so sure that by the time that Chu gets back that you're going to have um, – that Josh is going to be an option at that point. Right. All right, well, I was just making the point, not that I'm – you know, I like Delano. He, he's, a, he's a fun guy to talk to. He's a smart kid. He's bright. He, he seems to want to do the right things. It's just that that's two lackadaisical plays for him in that game that helped cost the Rangers four runs. You know, and and to me, on a winning club, I don't want to ever see any lackadaisical plays. I mean, there are there are errors that you make on the field, but because you know, you know, physical errors happen sometimes. Mental errors should happen less, and an error of of just laziness should never happen. That, that that's not an that's not an error. Neither one of those were errors, but they were plays that cost. You know, when you're saying here that that old Cole Hamels gave up four runs, well, yeah, he gave up four runs, but really, he shouldn't have given up any of them. You know, if if a guy just makes a routine two routine plays behind him, he doesn't give up any runs at that point, right. and they, and they're still in the game. So those are the kinds of things that that, that you know you know. Yes, you can say that Cole Hamill should should make the plays behind him, but it's just like or, or follow up those plays. And we've seen guys like Martin Perez not do that. We've seen Derek Holland not do that, where they they crater in those positions. And that's certainly what happened in in the playoff series with with Toronto last year. Plays were not made out there. You're asking the pitcher to keep making pitches, keep making pitches. These are high stress uh, environment situations and and i think that's a little bit much to ask of guys even a guy like cole hamels all right kevin well, the, the <laughs> this is very this is, this is very cathartic kevin, I, kevin. I do think that I, I do think it would have been your point would have been a lot less uh, a lot more um <laughs> oh, i'm being coached now okay, yeah, he's gonna go. rip you now come on Evan. yeah go ahead come on. if you had not at one point in time, unconsciously dropped in if those plays are made behind Ford Sherrington. <laughs> I did not. I did not Ford drop Sherrington, that in. Jake Sherrington. Oh, that's that's subconsciously. By, by, that's subconsciously, by the way, not unconsciously. <laughs> unconsciously, I'm not dropping no, in any points. unconsciously. <laughs> All right, so Evan, have you no conscience, sir? Yeah, that's right. Let me, let's talk about the difference between this Rangers team playing Toronto now, uh, as opposed to the team that was playing Toronto last fall. What shape do you think they're in right now, as compared to that one? Is this team better equipped? To uh, even though they were doing a great job against uh, the, you know the Blue Jays in Toronto last year until that fallout, uh, is it better equipped now than it was then, or not as much? Is this team better equipped? Yeah, I think this team is better equipped. Um, I, I think that, uh, well, I, I feel like this team is goes back to Toronto um, motivated. I don't feel like there's much change between this team and, and where it was a year ago. Two is not in the lineup, um, but Mazar is hitting three, 340. Uh 
Chirinos well, got, is not he, here, but he really, you know, he didn't catch Hamels in either of the starts in, in uh, against Toronto during the playoffs last year. So you got Desmond um, playing instead of uh, Hamilton, and Desmond's playing really right now at a very high level. This is I, I got to tell you now his average is only what now two forty somewhere well, around there. Because you know what it was when this when it, this disaster started. It was about one sixty, yeah. uh, and that's the point. It but was, I would say right now he's he's playing better than I expected him to play right now. He has raised his average from 109 to 240 in about 10 days. Yeah, um, it's, it's amazing. Uh, and he's, you know, he's hitting the ball to the right side. Um, I think he is recognizing pitches better. Uh, but I also think that w- what you're going to see with Ian Desmond is you're going to see a guy who is a streaky player. And he's, you know, for the last 10 days, he's hitting about 450. Uh just not gonna that's not gonna keep up all year but he is he's he's taken to the outfield uh better than i expected his arm certainly is is a plus arm in the outfield he's showing better and better instincts in the outfield uh those are big pluses for me and 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 the fact that you know he has even if he cools off here i think he has found something in his approach uh, that, that's allowing him to to recognize pitches better. And well, that, that's but, that's what Dero told us would happen when we had Dero on this. Dero, yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, Dero. Your buddy Dero, your Dero. buddy Dero, Mark Derosa. Uh, but but two other things I uh, think are worth noting too about Ian Desmond. Uh, one, his also, on, by the way, this team goes back with Adrian Beltre healthy. Yes, absolutely. But but he's also his on base percentage, I believe, is is three thirty something. At least it was at one point during the game yesterday. Uh, yeah, which for a guy hitting 240 is pretty good. Uh, and then secondly, h- how many runs has he scored? Is it 18 or 19? 20? Where is it? It was at eight. has scored he at is, point. At one point, he had 16 runs scored, which was five more than anyone else on the team. That's when he, he was hitting 161. 21 runs. And that is yeah. that leads the team. I mean, that leads the team far and away. For a he guy. 21 hits and 21 runs. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable. So that shows you not only the fact that, uh, first of all, he's got a little bit of pop. He's had a couple of doubles and, and, uh, and what, two home runs. But he's three also – three home runs. But he, he's also, he also runs very well. Uh, so you're getting a guy who's a, a tremendous athlete, uh, and this is certainly what, uh, what appealed to John Daniels. Uh, when, Desmond, when at this him. point in time, is, uh, he leads the team in runs by five. He leads the team in stolen bases. He um, – Leads the team in walks, and he is tied for the team lead in home runs. So that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. So for a guy who's hitting for a guy who's hitting two forty, so so there's an so there's an upgrade in left field. There's an upgrade at third base because Adrian Beltre is healthy. There's an upgrade at shortstop because Elvis is hitting much better than he was hitting last at the end of last year. Even though he did have a little bit of a renaissance there and at the and at the in the second half, uh, Odor is playing probably about the same level he was last year. Uh, oh no, Odor is better. Oh, oh, well, he's picking it up a little bit here lately, but he's he was a you know he was a three hundred hitter going into the playoffs. Last year. I guess that's a good, that's a good point. He's better than he but was he, playing he, last year at this time. But you're right; he has picked it up lately. And and there's an interesting point too. Uh, he's also batting leadoff now. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be responding to that very well so far, and that would certainly be something you would be worried about taking a guy with as much offensive potential as he has. And putting him in the leadoff position. Well, let me. Well, I thought that was the most interesting development of the final ten days of spring training. Really, was that Jeff Bannister tried him at leadoff a couple of spots, a couple of times, and and I asked Banny if he, you know, if he thought that Odor could be a, a top of the order hitter, and 
if it were if this was just you know playing around and fooling around at the end of spring training and uh, you know, I, I think it was he was seeing it, the possibility that what if the Shields doesn't succeed uh, at the top of the order, and uh, the other possibility would be Elvis. But Elvis seems to be a much better fit at the bottom in the bottom third of the order, which I think we've always we thought long term would be a good fit for him. And and Odor has the ability; he's got some pop, he's got he's got some speed. Uh, he had a bunt hit yesterday, a really nice bunt hit. Um, I, he has responded. You know, I, I think ideally the Rangers would love to have him hitting. Not, I, I think they'd like to have him hitting somewhere other than than leadoff. But you know, he's his on base percentage right now is three twenty seven. Also, if, if it perks up another ten points, it's, that's more than adequate for uh, for a leadoff guy. All right, can we talk about the elephant in the room here now? The designated hitter. Um. Is that some shot at him for being a little on the large side? Uh, No, but we we haven't discussed it yet. We have a guy who's a designated hitter and has been almost an automatic out um, too much of the season. Correct. Correct. Okay, so you you asked how the how this Kevin how this team uh, is different is is comparable to last year's team or whatever. Uh, Although by by the playoffs last year, Fielder was fading. But but is anybody worried about Prince Fielder? Well, I'd be more worried if he wasn't gobbling up RBIs every time he had an opportunity. You know, he does lead the team in RBIs, and um, he has made the most of those op- those chances, whether it's, it, you know, it's just lifting a sacrifice fly or, or if it's taking the, 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 the short base hit. Um, I think that, you know, last year was kind of the anomaly if you go back and look at his recent career. Um, his Aprils had been kind of slow starts, not not tremendously hot starts, um, and he had gotten into a groove later in the season. Um, but sure, you know, you, I, I think every time a guy gets gets to the age of, of, of thirty or above and starts out slow, now you start to wonder, you know, is is he losing something? Is he losing something? Um, when you talk to Jeff Bannister, he says that. He sees he sees plenty of pop off the bat in in BP, um, and that you know that's an indicator for him that he hasn't lost uh, hasn't lost any power. It's just that he's been in, he's been pitched a lot differently this year than he did he was last year. He's seen an awful lot more breaking balls um, early in the season, uh, and he's having to make he's having a hard time adjusting to that. Right he's, now. he's hitting two oh seven, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, again, that's actually good. He's been under 200. He's been under the Mendoza line all year long. Yeah. I, I think, you know, yesterday he had one at bat. He had a single up the middle. It was a very good at bat, and it was more indicative of what he was doing last year when he was uh, willing to go the opposite way. And he was going that way with, you know, with some uh, with some pop on the ball. You know, he was he was hitting the ball well the opposite way. It seems to me that uh, so far this year he's looked more like he did his first year in Texas when he was rolling over on pitches a lot and uh, and not getting anything on him. Yesterday he, he he's also popping the ball up a lot, uh, not just not driving the ball any at all. Uh, so I, I think certainly there's plenty of time to see you know if he can uh, can work his way out of this. But it's interesting to me that uh, when you see. 
the the production of Mazzara, uh, and of course we'll have to see if he can keep this up. Um, uh, but when you see the approach at the plate, and it, and it is so good, uh, and uh, and certainly the potential to be so good at such a young age, that it makes you wonder. Uh, all right, so we we've seen Joey Gallo and what he can do, and and uh, so we know that he's going to re- be a work in progress there. But what could a Lewis Brinson do? What could these guys do when they come up? And it makes you wonder, you know, what the what are the long term prospects for some of these veterans, high price veterans on the club? Well, and, and you know, I I think that that is um, that is certainly part of uh, of the Rangers' strategy is that hey, if, if at some point in time we need to move these guys and eat some salary. We can afford to do that because we're going to be bringing up guys who are very talented and who will be making minimal amounts of money. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think that the the possibility exists there that if the Rangers feel like uh, they've got they've got better options in the minor leagues than they do with the major leagues, they're they're going to go that way. I, I don't feel like like they have any real long term concerns about Prince just yet. Uh, I, I do think it's it's been basically 100 plate appearances, and it just hasn't been a great start for him. Uh, and, you know, Gallo's on the DL at, at, at Round Rock right now with a groin injury, so um, it, it's kind of a moot point. Um, but I, I, I do think that, uh, you know, you, you do look long-term and you say, okay, well, what if Mazzara and Brinson are ready to play? Could you potentially then um, move two into a DH role and, and, and then, you know, if you want to move fielder somewhere, you could move fielder somewhere. Or if Gallo was ready to play at third base and, and Adrian was was losing a step and he hasn't lost a step this year, he's been as good defensively as he's ever been, then, you know, do you move Adrian to to a DH role and play Gallo at third base? Or do you play Gallo at, at, at DH? You know, they the, the thing that, that – this team has done a really good job of now having having a versatile number of advanced position player prospects is if they've got an issue just about anywhere on the field with the exception of catcher they've got a way to plug somebody in or move somebody around and not weaken themselves really in 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 any way at all you know uh, we didn't talk about the bullpen yesterday uh, uh most of the, what was it the rangers were outscored 5-0 i think from the 5th inning on 6th inning on something like that uh 5 to 2 cuz they scored those two Oh that's right that's right that's correct right. uh so uh that still Tom Wilhelmson still struggling a little bit i thought he started out pretty well yesterday and looked pretty good for for a couple of hitters and then Still continues to struggle. What do you think is uh, the issue there with him? I, I think, you know, two things. I think he's just leaving fastballs up in the zone, and they're they're pretty straight. And I think that he's fairly predictable that he's going to come after guys with with first pitch fastballs. And so guys, you know, from from the first time he came out, Seattle jumped on him, and he hasn't been able to make any kind of any kind of real adjustment to uh, go after guys in another manner. So. Um, he's pretty predictable in his stuff. While he does have, you know, explosiveness on the fastball, there's not a whole lot of movement to it, and uh, it, it's been, you know, it's been a real issue. Um, you look at that bullpen, and you know, Dyson had one hiccup along the way, and 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 Deekman had one hiccup along the way, and and yesterday was not a very good day for Jake, but um, and really, I mean, it was as much Claudio's fault as anything else, but um, with Will 
Wilhelmson and Kella out, you know, these were guys who were going to pitch the seventh inning for the Rangers. Right. And they really don't have a uh, uh, a proven seventh inning situation right now. You know, they've got Barnett out there, um, who they're they're willing to use a little bit more, but they just don't have the guys that they were going to use to really get to the eighth and ninth inning guys and to occasionally give the eighth and ninth inning guys time off. They've either been hurt or ineffective, and Faulkner being ineffective early on was a real was a real disappointment for this club. Um, and and you know I think it puts them in in some uh, difficult spots with with choices against left-handers kind of in the middle innings. Um, it's led to Deekman being overused a little bit early on. Uh, so uh, the bullpen has not been as as good as we expected it to be, and, and I do think that it's not a real stretch of the imagination to to lay most of that blame at, at the feet of Tom Wilhelmson because he, he was going to be counted on to be a real seventh-inning force, and and he's been you know completely unreliable there. All right, Evan. Let's go around real quickly in the in the uh, oh. NL West. I want you to, to NL or the AL. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the AL West. Thank you very much. Thanks and for that you correction. didn't say Ford Sharrington. Okay. No, no, no. no, no. It, a, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was unconscious. Yeah, yeah. Who, by the way, I, I believe he's in the top ten in the area in hitting this year. Five twenty-one, I think, is what his average is. But anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, in the in the AL West, uh, I want you to. Uh, if you have to recast who you think your favorites are going to be, uh, and I'm going to well, let me th- just say uh, first of all, I think that these are the teams I had in the top three anyway. I, I thought it was all along it was going to be Astros, Rangers, Mariners, uh, and I and I had the Rangers on top in that group, and the Angels with the Angels and and the uh, and the A's left out. Uh, how do you see? Yeah, that? I, I, I'm going to tell you that even though the Astros are sitting here at eight and seventeen, and, and with the you know with the second worst record in the American League right now. Um, I also know that the Rangers were seven and fourteen last year and came back and won that division. I don't. I'm not as panicked about the Astros as I'm sure some Astros fans are. Um, I, I think they are going to be in the race before it's all over. And and of all the teams that I've seen, you know, I haven't seen the A's uh, face off against the Rangers yet. But I, I feel fairly confident that the A's are are not going to be a contender. Um, I, I think Seattle's got a decent team. I think Houston's got a it still has a good team, and and I think the Rangers remain the favorite. I think they'd be prohibitive favorites once they got Darvish back, and if they if they get this bullpen situation locked down. But it's the one thing right now that has kept them from really, you know, running away with games because or running away with the division because they've lost. Uh, I think you can you can attribute four losses to blown leads by the bullpen. So. Um, and that's on the minimal side. Uh, this team should be, they're 14 and 11. I, I, I think it's, it would be a very, you can make a very easy case that this team should be, you know, have 17 wins. At okay, but I see, I don't, I don't like that thinking. But I'm going like to tell you what. That game. No, because I'll tell you what. Can we go through team by team and say what they could be also? If if they didn't have a blown no, because that'd here. be boring to do that. No, but 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 I, but I think this was your idea to do this, right? That's why you're so pro, right, Kevin? No, I, I was my idea just but, to talk about the teeth and how they're doing right now. I didn't you, say anything about records. Okay. Evan, by the way, do you know we, we're doing other podcasts today besides this? We we just did one, a hockey, it was a hockey, soccer, a Premier League soccer, and Cowboys, uh, and, and, and the Cowboys, Cowboys draft, draft. Uh, podcast, all in one. How about e- that? Evan, did you get up early yesterday to watch the Leicester City-Manchester United game? 
No, but I know it was. I know that Leicester City inched a little bit closer to clinching the the uh, the, the title. So uh, it was a big draw for them, and uh, that's the extent of my hockey, my soccer. Knowledge. Soccer, yeah. but it was also. I, I'm just looking at a, a text I have here. It was also the highest rated uh, European uh, English Premier League game ever in Dallas on cable. What was it? What was the rating? It was it was over one. I think it was one four. Or was it was it as good as one of our sports day on air pod, uh Not podcast. Sports day on air uh, uh, shows. I don't want to respond to that because I think ask. we've we've got a we got a point four once. Uh, this is on one point four, I believe. One. Dang, what's the, what's the difference? One point four point twenty six thousand homes is the difference. Okay, we're just we're, we, we haven't caught on yet. We're give us wait, an, wait. give us another hundred years. We'll be right there. <laughs> as, as old as the Premier, Premier League is. Yeah. Evan, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, that's it? We're that's done now? Evan. for the bonus minute? We have not mentioned Jose Bautista. What is wrong with you people? The bath lift? Evan, you had, Evan we've had 36 lift. minutes for you to bring it up. You haven't brought it up. It's history. It's ancient It's, it's ancient history. On some tangent about because of the Rangers... Ford. If Evan, <laughs> Evan, Evan, if Batista flipped the bat with Ford Sherrington on the mound, we would have t- discussed. Because it here's the thing: ago. Ford would have put one in the next guy's ear. That's right. After that, after that bat flip, doesn't happen. That's not going to happen in this series, is it? No bat flips. Is, is, is there going to be? No, no, no. Is there going to be any uh, balls thrown in people's ears at, at uh, Toronto? Bears? I don't think there should be. I mean, I, I don't think it was. You know, it was emotional. Um, still, I think that there's a way for you to show emotion and, and show celebration without kind of taunting the opposing team. You know, and, and when you look in the opposing dugout, when you stare down the opposing pitcher after you've after you've hit that home run, it, it's a little bit of, of crossing the line. But I, I think that it doesn't really behoove the Rangers right now for them to do it. If if anybody were to do it. Uh, you would expect one of the relievers to do it, and the last thing the Rangers can afford right now is for a Dyson or a Diekman to get a suspension or a fine. Uh, well, they can probably afford the fine, but they can't afford the suspension. Um, and Bautista thrives on that stuff. And um, you do that, and he's, you, all you're doing is putting a guy on base for Encarnacion. So I, I think if I'm the Rangers, um, I say, look, it was in – we feel like it was in poor taste. Our pitcher let you guys know after, after immediately after that happened that don't ever do that again to us. Um, and at that point in time, it clinched a playoff series, and, and congratulations to you, but we've got bigger aspirations this year, and, and, and we've got to come out and win games. And, you know, the other part of that is if it does leave Jose Bautista ever wondering if he's going to get one, um, maybe that messes with his head a little bit. But I don't think Bautista really cares if he gets one in the butt or gets one in the uh, ribs. You know, that's that's the thing to me. You just always leave it out there. It's Evan, always a possibility. Evan, we're almost 40 minutes into this podcast, the equivalent of being 40, 45 minutes, Brian is saying. Not that he's counting, yeah. but but he's almost 45. <laughs> the equivalent of being in the 23rd inning at 3 o'clock in the morning. So we're going to have to say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> Evan was, was still disappointed. Evan, Evan. Was, what, I, what, I can't we, believe y'all didn't bring up Evan, the I, is there anything else we didn't bring up that we should have brought up? I just can't wait to be back with you tomorrow, next week. Evan, how's your, Evan, how's your mom doing? 
doing really well, and then she fell and hurt oh. her knee on Saturday. So, um, Thanks for bringing that up, Mary. Good job. She's a little bit sore, but we're hoping it's just minor. He, we, were, we were looking for the, for the I voice. Was, I was asking. I was, hoping, I was hoping to get it in your mom's voice. As yeah, well. it, out, of, out of respect for mom kind of struggling with her knee. Oh, now little, you have respect. Yeah. All, all the other times you've done, you've done your mom, what was that, right. disrespect? <laughs> You, you, oh, I right. wish you wouldn't put it that way. <laughs> <All right. laughs> stop, stop saying it that my, way. I will say this: my mother thought it was a lovely story that I wrote on Elvis. Yeah. How, yeah. how, how did she tell you that? <laughs> what? Well, how did she uh, give give us how she said how she said that to you? Well, she said it was a lovely story. Oh, oh goodbye, he, Evan. Goodbye, Evan. Thanks for coming by. It was great to have you. There'll be a gift in the mail. <laughs> Elvis, but I always preferred that Tom Jones. <laughs> Be well. We'll see you, Evan. Goodbye, guys. And that's it. We're out of here, right? Uh, I think we had the wrong music. <laughs> Brian's for Clemp. He's having, ju- having just woken up. Oh, my gosh. As, as I said, everybody, tune into the next Ballsy Podcast. We'll have a Ballsy Podcast on the Cowboys up this week, and a ballsy podcast from Bob Sturm. In which he talks about the stars of the ticket, Bob Sturm, not to be confused with any other Bob Sturm. Not that there is one. And as well as uh, uh, Lester. Lester, you wow, said it. I screwed it up. In the, in the Premier League and also the Cowboys draft. Bye, everybody. <laughs>